Well, Pastor David and Pastor Andy and Pastor Nikki have entitled this particular message today, You Can't Ignore the Obvious. I don't know about you, but I try to on occasion, but you can't. Last week, if you were in one of the worship services, Pastor David and Nikki brought us a message about the pride and arrogance of King Nebuchadnezzar. And after seven long years of suffering, he finally humbled himself and realized no human king or kingdom has the power and the authority equal to God Almighty. Well, as Paul Harvey would have said in the last century, here's the rest of the story. The young king, uh, Nebuchadnezzar's son, Belshazzar, it seems didn't learn the lesson of his father. Sometimes from one generation to the next, we're like that, aren't we? The new son, the king, he holds a lavish party, gets a little bit tipsy, and orders the servants to bring out the captured Jewish fine tableware. Uh Uh-oh. The king and his party begin to drink wine from them and give glory not to God, but rather to the gods of gold, silver, bronze, wood. They're no gods at all. We know that. It is then that the fingers of a hand appear and begin to write on the wall. So I share with you from Daniel chapter 5, verse 24 and 25. So from his presence, the hand was sent, and this writing was inscribed, and this is the writing that was inscribed, Men, Men, Tekel, and Persian. Hmm. Now, in the former king's court, his father's court, Daniel had authority and leadership. It seems the young king had forgotten all about Daniel, whom his father had renamed Belshazzar, until he was reminded by his queen, wow, this is an exciting drama. This is the things that movies are made of in our generation. I Imagine this. Think about this for a moment. A hand all of a sudden appears in front of everybody and begins to write. I don't know about you, but I can visualize it. Not only that, I can imagine the music that would be taking place when this happens. That's how we relate in this modern generation. We, we see something that's really phenomenal, almost in our imagination impossible, but yet it's there, and we write music to it. We put it in a movie. We write books about it. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I don't recall a movie about this. But I can imagine it, can't you? Well, let's go on to see the rest of this particular story. We pick up in verse 26. This is the interpretation of the matter. Men, God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. 
Tekel, you have been weighed on the scales and found wanting, but whereas your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Then Belshazzar gave the command. And Daniel was clothed in purple. A chain of gold was put around his neck, and a proclamation was made concerning him that he should rank third in the kingdom. Now I want to pause there for just a moment. In a previous verse, when that was promised to him, Daniel said, I don't want any part of this. I just want to tell you the truth. So this wasn't one of his desires. So we go on in verse 30. That very night, Belshazzar, the Chaldean king, was killed. And Darius the Mede received the kingdom, being about 62 years old. It was the end of the Babylonian empire. And the writing literally was on the wall. As we began a message last week about humility and pride, Proverbs continues with saying, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But wisdom is with the humble. Daniel, courageous and humble. Jesus gives credence to that hope when He says, the greatest among you will be your servant. All who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all who humble themselves will be exalted. So in life, we need to sometimes hear a different perspective that leads us in a different way. The king needed a different perspective because he wasn't getting the truth. Even though he didn't really want to hear it, From her book, I Never Thought of It That Way, Monica Gussman writes, Building a bridge to the other side isn't easy, but it's also likely that it's not as hard as you might think. Take the first step out of your silo, and the gulf that you've been afraid to span might look more like a gap and feel more like an invitation. And when you want to stop listening so you can react or respond or even judge, which I warn she says, might be often, mind that gap between what you know and what you most certainly don't and ask one more curious question. More often than you probably think, you might just find yourself saying, Wow, I never thought about it that way. I wonder if this is what happened to the king before his death. Wow, I hadn't thought about it that way. He failed to see the obvious until it was too late. Last time I had an opportunity to speak here at this worship service, it was before Easter. About a month before Easter. And I presented this mahogany harp at that time. But I didn't tell you the whole story. As beautiful as it is, there's a downside to it. You see, my neighbor next door, Marty, 
would quite often give me advice. Sometimes I would listen and sometimes I didn't. At one particular day, the project was almost finished. He gave me advice that I didn't want to hear. He said, the top, this part right in here, actually that part, he said, it doesn't look especially good. I think you need to make some changes or maybe cut it off and replace it. I didn't want to hear that. I was tired. It was hot. I was tired of the mahogany sawdust. I wanted the job to be over. It wasn't advice I wanted to hear, but I listened. I recognized the obvious truth in what Marty told me. Trusted advisors in our lives sometimes give us the truth that we don't want to hear. Sometimes the advisors are teachers or mentors. Sometimes they're pastors. More often than not, they're family members or friends. But if they're valued members of our community, our relationship community, we have to listen to the truth that they might be sharing with us. Truth is sometimes obvious but hard to hear. Pastor David, Andy, and Nikki, when considering this particular text, they said, ignoring God's warnings, the empire collapsed. It's one thing to look at this as ancient history, but is it possible that God is putting up warning signs in your life? How can we keep our eyes open to God's warning signs in our lives? Wow, those are really good questions. I think that sometimes God literally, literally puts writing on the walls before us in the people that we trust. So I ask you this morning, who is your Daniel? that helps you to see the obvious truth before you. Do you recognize that person as the Daniel for your life? When I read the story of Daniel and the courageous interpretation he gave, I can just imagine the courage that it must have he must have had in order to tell the king when no one else would tell him the obvious truth. I don't know about you, but I'm not certain I have that kind of courage. That takes real courage. Do you have that kind of courage? That kind of courage is not easy. It's hard. So when I think about this whole story about what took place, there's three points that jump out at me. Number one, we have many opportunities to make a difference, but there is a limit to the days that we walk this earth. What are you doing with the days that God has given you? Every single day is a gift. Number two, we will be judged So, what will the judge say about us? Now, Pastor David speaks often about leaving a legacy. He even puts that at the end of his emails, the importance of leaving a legacy. What will your legacy be? 
Do you aspire to be the king or the queen of your castle? Or the courageous truth-teller to the obvious? And three, history reminds us that kingdoms are seldom unified. Our greed and desire for control divide us, and our pride ensures that we stay divided. So, I'm going to give you a fourth accounting term, and that is bottom line. What is our bottom line? What is our bottom line on staying unified? What is our bottom line at staying together, listening to a different opinion? For there were three accounting terms in our text today. They were literally written on the wall in front of the king that Obvious as they were, no one seemed to understand them and tell the king the truth. Belshazzar thought or brought out the pillaged gold and silver from conquered Jewish people. By doing so, he devalued their culture and made them insignificant. He used them for his great banquet, as if to say... The culture of one society does not matter and can be mocked. That's not ancient history. That's also our American history. We have done likewise to many cultures. The Native American culture, African American culture, the Irish culture, the Latino culture. And we can go on and name many other cultures that we have done likewise This is not ancient history. According to the Reverend Dr. Daniel Smith Christopher in his study of Daniel in the NIB or New Interpreter's Bible Commentary, he says, Defeat and destruction are never enough for the powerful. They must also glorify themselves with acts of unspeakable humiliation of the defeated. Daniel 5 is a call to understand the humiliation of defeated cultures and peoples, and perhaps to work toward reconciliation and restitution so that finally ours can be a society that appreciates and celebrates the diverse traditions that enrich our life. And I think that's true, and I think that's why many of us are appalled at what is going on in the Ukrainian war today. The literal words on the wall mean Tekel Perez. In other words, they were Belshazzar's epitaph. In English, we would have seen this as, your days are numbered, buddy. You have been personally judged. Your mighty kingdom is to be divided. These are the terms that are used in ancient counting houses the kind of story that we also heard in Scrooge in a Christmas carol just a few months ago we studied. We know what happened to Scrooge, but Belshazzar is no Scrooge. However, like Scrooge, here's where the story gets interesting. Belshazzar accepts Daniel's interpretation And he very much realizes the gig is up. This is not in the passage. 
nor could I find this in any of the commentaries that I studied. But honestly, to tell you the truth, I admire Belshazzar. He accepted the truth. He gave Daniel credit. He made the order. He also exhibited courage a little too late. He gave the command, dressed him in royalty, promoted him for a job well done. And it is just like that. The very next verse, that was it. His pride, his arrogance brought him down just as it will to us if we choose to ignore the writing on the wall. We should not, we cannot ignore the obvious, lest we be brought down likewise. Let me close with these wise words of Dr. Smith Christopher. Perhaps it needs to be said that for many Christians who have been born to the privileges offered by the dominant culture, such a prophetic task begins by excusing ourselves from Belshazzar's table. This morning I did not write a benediction. And I thought in my mind and in my heart, God will reveal the truth to me. Earlier in the message I mentioned, or maybe it was initial prayer, that all are recipients of God's love, all God's creatures. When we came forward to receive communion, receive the blessing of God, not even rascal was denied the blessing of God. For God loves all creatures. Go and do likewise. Love into the world. Bring the blessing of Jesus Christ to those who are in need of hearing that message. For you are the 21st century disciples of Christ Jesus. Amen.